Movement Church. And of course, I am always overjoyed to be with you on a Wednesday night. Um, I hope you're enjoying your evening so far. Listen, uh, I have just a quick couple things that I want to talk about. Um, I just want to thank everyone who's been coming out and helping out with all of our food distribution. We were able yeah. to feed over 800 families last month. Mm. We had over 40 uh, individuals come out to help. And if you would like to help in the coming months, we would love for you to be able to do that. You can always text or call 760-500-4888. Um, hey, we want to see you jumping on all the platforms right now. I am here, Pastor Pat. I am with Lindsay. He's our student ministries director. We are going to jump into some conversations with him in a second. Yes. But for right now, what I'd love for you to do is to, across every platform, can you just give us a shout out? We want to see who it is that's joining us. If you could put your name and where you're joining from, that helps us out a ton. Happy Wednesday night. It's good to see you guys. Happy Wednesday. Alicia from San Marcos on YouTube. All my YouTube peeps, man, coming in strong. What about Instagram? Jenny from Texas. What's up, Jenny? It's good to see you guys. Yes. Man, I didn't know. <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to set the stage for tonight. I think what's going to happen is Lindsay's friends are going to troll oh him. Oh, my God. Troll, that's trolling you. Dude, bro, they're trolling <laughs> you right now. Lindsay's friends are going to be trolling, trolling tonight. It's okay. So, so here's the deal. I'm going to jump into tonight because I have some questions for Lindsay, and I really want to give you guys an opportunity to meet him and to hear his thoughts. Um, uh, Lindsay is our student ministry director here at the Movement Church. But more importantly, uh, I would love for him just to give us a little bit of background of where he's from. I know that he didn't grow up on the west side of these here United States. We were, we were, we were joking around a little bit before we went live talking about, what, what was the name of it? Cherry Blossom? <laughs> Cheerwine. 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 Put it in the comments if you've heard of Cheerwine. I know there's one of you out there from Bro. the south who's heard of Cheerwine. No. I, I, That's all I got to say. No. Never heard of it. Mama, I know you're on here. Drop it in the comments. <laughs> no. Mama, I got educated tonight. That's all I got to say. Because I didn't know what chair wine was. Oh I, I thought he said chair wine. And then I gave some explanation of what chair wine probably was. And I was wildly Sounds wrong. terrible. I was wrong, wasn't I? Yeah, terribly, awfully <laughs> wrong. Wasn't, I was way off. We can't even share that. Can't even share that. <laughs> we would have to edit, censor what I thought chair wine was. But... I would love for you, um, because here's the deal. The reason why I have Lindsay here is I am not exaggerating when I say this. He is one of my favorite, absolute favorite people on this planet that we call Earth. And um, if you could just tell us a little bit about, like, where'd you come from? Um, how'd you end up here? And then we're going to jump in and we're going to have some dialogue. I have some questions for you, man. Cool. So uh, if I haven't met you, I'm Lindsay. Um, I grew up in North Carolina, which we just discussed and we decided is, in fact, part of the South. It is, yeah. Um, I hold to that, even though, like, if you look at where San Diego is, it's probably about the same. But it's part of the South. So that's where I grew up. Um, grew up playing basketball, played in high school and college. College took me out to Wyoming. And then that's the most recent state I've lived in before coming here. Um, coached at the college level in Wyoming and then... Finished up with that and decided to move to California. Got connected with the movement real quick and then uh, came on staff about, it's almost been two years. Yeah, man. About two years ago. So. You've been, okay, beautiful wife. I still consider you guys newlyweds. 
uh, about two years there too. But yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. shout out to shout Steph. Out Steph. She's on here. Dude, okay, so we have to admit, so shout out to our wives. Chandra, I know you're watching probably on Instagram here tonight. Yeah. And, and Steph, yeah, you guys, thank you for putting up with us. Yep. Um, I know that you guys are the beautiful side of, of who we are. Um, so, hey, check it out. That's who Lindsay is. That's how we landed here. But I want you guys to hear a little bit about what he is seeing. One of the things that I think that's really cool is, is the conversations that you and I end up having. I feel like the conversations that we end up having on a weekly basis in some of our meetings that are structured around sermon preps or production stuff, we end up having some conversations really that I would consider more thought-driven uh, where l let's be thought leaders in areas and let's really think yeah. through some things. Let's ask the question why we're doing certain things. Yeah. Let's dismantle some of the thoughts maybe that are, are dominant or have been predominant in uh, houses of faith and how we reach young people and what young people are attracted by or what young people are answering to or what are the things yeah. that they're going through. And yep. we talk through all this stuff, but I felt like what you've done is you've done this incredible job of during this time in the last two months where we've been quote unquote quarantined, um, you've done an amazing job really thinking outside of the box. So how are you right now? See, before we were ministering to junior hires, high schoolers, and young adults, that's where Lindsay really is predominant in his oversight. Before it was, we need to draw people to a place uh, but now we can't draw a crowd to a building or to a location. How have you been ministering to junior hires, high schoolers, and young adult community since we had to go into a quarantine? Yeah, so I would say um, one word, technology. And um, it's something that I think us, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think in the church world in general, we've been pretty hesitant to adopt. And we've been a little bit behind the eight ball of like how to utilize technology, and that's myself included. You know, if it's face-to-face -face con contact or joining together on an online community, I'm gonna choose face-to-face, -face, which I think most of us would. But because of that, it's become this weird like roadblock to us in a way and a handicap to us. And so the minute um, Pat and our staff gathered us together and told us, hey, we're not gonna be able to meet for the foreseeable future, I was like, line in the sand right now. I want to be an early adapter. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be one of those people that's just like, okay, well, start your watch. Let's just wait this thing out. I was like, okay, cool. I like variety. I'm a challenger. I'm an achiever. I want to do, I want to be the best at this. And so I've even had to check myself on that and like remind myself like this is about ministering to people. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I loved the challenge. I loved the opportunity. And so I would say one word, technology. But because we've been utilizing technology, it's just opened up this world of different ways that we can connect with one another, many of which, once we're able to gather again, we're still going to utilize because it's so effective. Yeah. So I, th when you said that, I just thought about, like, the word that came to mind was pivot. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. feel like what you did exceptionally well is we did, we sat in a meeting on a Thursday night. This was the first weekend that we had to go strictly to online. And I remember having a conversation that morning with Julie Shecker, who's our executive pastor, and she called me, and I was, I just got done with a workout early in the morning, and I was walking through Sprouts, and um, she said, hey, you know, this, this is what's coming down, what are we going to do? And, and we were like, ah, we don't really know. By that afternoon, it was clear to us we could not have church. 
We had an emergency meeting as a staff, 6.30 that night, 7 o'clock that night in our offices, and we were like, we got to get together. We got to talk about this. And I felt like you pivoted so well in the moment. Like, you were one of those, you know, not just saying, like, you wanted to be an early adopter of something, but you did adapt, too. Mm. You, I, I, re I remember you sitting there, and just mm. I could sense a confidence in you. Like, yeah, yeah like, I'm, like I've, been, I've been ready for this. It's something that... Maybe he's been in my thoughts, but I'm ready for this. And you pivoted. And I think that pivot, and I think, honestly, I think the quick pivot that you made is what helped a ton because you didn't, what I love about what you just said is you didn't delay. You didn't sit back and go, well, you know, let's just see if we can white knuckle this and maintain a little bit. And then if things get better, maybe yeah. Yeah. you just, you, you pivoted. And that's really hard. That's a hard leadership thing to do, I think, sometimes for people to understand that in the midst of the unknown, uncertainties and stress and anxiety were high, especially early on. But you made the pivot, which I thought was just like the most brilliant thing you could have done and super, super proud of, of how things have gone. You've, you've been ministering mainly through, when you say technology, let's be clear, you've been ministering through media platforms, Instagram, mostly Instagram. Yeah, Instagram and YouTube mostly, you, yeah. YouTube. And um, what are you, like, in that process, you said that it opened up, which I, I, I think it's, it's been the same for us even with just adults, but I feel like moving 100% to online, what it did is it opened the door super, super wide, and it made the on-ramp really, really low for people to just get on and say, hey, I'm going to check this out. Uh, I think a lot of people were searching as well. And what are you observing now, probably with a wider spectrum of students that are willing or that are, are looking into what's going on? Because they don't have to show up to a building. Yeah. What are you observing right now about young people in this time that maybe you didn't have the insight before, but now you're like, oh my gosh, this is very, very clear? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I think you already said it is um, when the on-ramp is low, it's incredible how many people will jump on. Um, and so we did, like, like Julie Shecker says it all the time, let's remove as many roadblocks as possible. And so the first night I was like, hey, Steph, let's just hop on Instagram Live and just feel it out. Let's just see who's interested in engaging in this way um, and then go from there. Yeah. And so I was thinking like maybe 10 people would show up or something. We had like 70 people that hopped on and this is on our youth page, you know? And I was like, whoa, there's, there's a genuine hunger here. People aren't yeah. just, um, I, I think there may be some, but people aren't just like, oh, we're not meeting in church, so I'm just gonna kind of, put pause on my faith, or I'm going to kind of um, backslide to some old habits, and when church can come back together, I'll, I'll be about it again. I was surprised, and this is in our young people, you know, so young people, shout out to y'all. It's crazy. There is a hunger in our young people. There is... Um, what, so define, when you say young people, like define that age specifically, when you jumped onto that live, and yeah. you saw that, and you were like, man... What was that age group? So that one in particular was junior high and high school. So we did the same with young adults. Young adults, I would say, I think was like 30 the first night. So again, we just had two feelers out. And I was, again, just, just very happy with um, the response we got off right. the bat. And so from there, my goal was just like, okay, 
we know that at least, like bare minimum, this amount of people are at least interested in having some sort of yeah. substantial, like life-giving content yeah. on their feed. They're already on social media, so some of them are at least interested in it. So from there, like you said, we just made a pivot, and I was like, like, like you've done the same thing. Occupy all homes, occupy all platforms. I was like, I want to put something out every day that is life-giving, that points people to Jesus, that reminds them to not take themselves too seriously, yeah. reminds them that nothing is permanent, nothing's tragic, like we're going to get out of this. God's <laughs> yeah. still going to work it for our good and His glory. <laughs> yeah. The world's not blowing up. Yeah. Um, just re these reminders, you know? And so it's been fun to get to be that for the young people of our church. And, and I believe... Um, the young people of, of really San Diego County, there's been, we, we've met some new people. It's not just familiar faces. There's some new people that have hopped on too. So yeah. I'm excited for our community to continue to grow um, online and then when we can gather again. Yeah. Do you, so last week I talked about, um, you know, are you, are, you, are you slipping? Are you surviving? Or are you getting stronger? And it was yeah. this question that I was really posing to people because I personally believe Maybe based on wiring, I don't know. I personally believe that people are going to walk through any scenario in life, and I think they're going to walk out potentially stronger, or they're going to walk out and probably have slipped back a little bit. I, I, don't, I don't really believe in, this is just me, I don't really believe in the theory of survival. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't actually think it's, it's possible to maintain. I think, ma I think maintaining something like our life is, it's a novel thought, like, oh, that's nice to think about, I should say, but I think you're either growing or you're not growing. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. So do you think do you think looking at this age group, looking at the like breaking it down, looking at the conversations that you've been able to have, looking at yeah. the exposure uh, to these kids' lives and just their hearts and getting the con you know, them responding to things and their willingness to be open, do you think that your ministries are slipping or do you think they're going to be stronger walking out of the scenario that we're in? Yeah, I would say um, without a doubt, they're getting stronger. Um, but with that, as some things get stronger, I think some things kind of have to slip away. Like things that we once were like, how would we survive without this? There are some things that have kind of slipped. And yeah. so we've gotten stronger, but um, you know this, but some of y'all might not. I come from a, a fitness world. I've coached basketball at, at the college level and coached strength and conditioning, ran a personal training business myself, still kind of do yeah. on the side. But um, we know this, no growth happens without resistance. That's right. Like that's anything. That's life. No growth happens without resistance. And so I believe with this resistance, like you said, we have the choice to be, to be pressured by it and to succumb to it and slip and then end up getting worse for it, yeah. or to meet that resistance with greater resistance where that's actually where growth happens. Right. And just like in the human body, when, when we're met with resistance, like let's say weight training or with your triathlon training, we're literally breaking down muscles. Yeah. But then uh, as a result of that, the human body's smart and they grow back stronger. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are things that have been broken off, but, but God has come in so gracefully and mm. rebuilt those same things, but rebuilt them stronger. Um, and giving me vision for it, but also shout out to, I, I got like 20 volunteer leaders that are just absolutely amazing. Killing it. Kill, unbelievable. Killing it. Unbelievable. Killing it. Like, like <laughs> I, I just want to take a second and say this. Every single leader that is in the ministry with Lindsay, I could tell you right now, 
Lindsay, like personally, like how he speaks about every single one of you as leaders, if you know any of these leaders, like seriously tell them, like, I don't think people realize, like, I think a lot of times the things that they're doing go like, I don't want to say people don't appreciate it, but I don't think the leaders know how appreciated they are because I people just don't say it. Yeah, and I just want you to know, like I appreciate it as a parent because I'm a, I'm a Two. I'm a dad. Yeah. So my kids, how many how many kids do I have in your ministry? Two, three. Well, if you count young adults, two? we got two three, up four. top and two three below. We got, no, we got four. Four. We got four. Dang. <laughs> so I, I have four of our seven, of Shannon and I's seven daughters yeah. are in in Lindsay and Steph's care. So I just want to tell you guys as leaders, you guys are doing you guys are doing an amazing an, an amazing job. Yeah. Do do you think that um you talked about resistance. You talked about meeting meeting whatever this force is with a greater resistance. And ultimately, what you said was, is that when you walk out of it, if you can meet it with that, you're going to be stronger. But some of the things are you have to let go of. Just, just to be clear, do you feel like there are things that we used to do? And I know we've talked about this in theory. Um, do you think there's things that we've just always done in, quote unquote, ministry that parts of it, nuances, or specific, like, parts of programs or programs, do you think those things aren't necessarily going to slip, but there's going to be a conscious decision to say, we've moved on. We, we have something that maybe brings better results. The methodology has changed. Are you seeing sure. that? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So I would say... Um, for those who don't know, this is my first job at a church vocationally. I've run ministries before, but but just as a volunteer. Right. Um, and so pretty much when I came to uh, the movement church and began ministering to the to the high schoolers and junior hires to start with, pretty much right away I was like, why do we do things the way that we do? Like, why <laughs> does every single youth group in America do like a 10-minute hang, a 10-minute game, a 20-minute talk? small groups, worship, and then peace out, and yep. then maybe Chick-fil-A after. Like, yep. why is it the exact same for everybody? I'm like, it's not necessarily, like, not biblical, but I'm like, it does. there's no, like, plan laid out in the Bible right. for it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, why do we do it this way? So that's kind of my wiring to question the way things are and to think, like, not necessarily like, oh, we're doing it wrong, but can we do it better? Yeah. And so I would say without putting many things that we were doing like down, I think from this time, what I've realized is the importance of small groups. And by small, I mean like less than 10. Like, like I think our, most of our small groups are like eight or less. And so we have six of them. Okay. And um, this is in our junior high and high school. And I think those have been absolutely amazing. And to see the leaders step into those as well, the conversations I've had with those groups that I usually on a Wednesday night I just don't have like I, I it whether it's we don't have enough time or it feels like a more sterile environment they're not as comfortable as in their homes I don't know yeah. but um those like I've had to end the groups because it's been like okay guys we've been talking for an hour like yeah. we gotta go yeah we'd be lucky on a Wednesday night usually to get 20 minutes yeah and so the small groups have been 
amazing. The We've been dropping on Mondays, what we're calling Meditation Monday, like quick one song, like nugget of worship to start your week. Um, we've seen incredible, uh, that's been received incredibly well. Yeah. Um, Wednesday night, our house church deal, we do about a 10-minute teaching, which usually on a Wednesday night, I might talk for 30 minutes. Um, now a 10-minute teaching is like boom, 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 heavy hitters. And it's been for me a, a, an incredible learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like, can you speak heavy biblical truth like Einstein said if you if you don't understand how to explain it simply you don't get it that's right can I s- explain this biblical truth in a simple way that anyone from seventh grade all the way up to like a 28 year old in my young adult ministry would get it and can apply it to their life yeah and so 10 minute teachings on Wednesdays and um, so those are some of the things we've adopted and and really like mm-hmm. hung our hat on and I think we've had a lot of success with it and it's been fun like yeah I, I gotta say I've had so much fun with it. Dude, I, I, so one of the things that I think you really, when, when, when you, when you originally, so here's what's funny. This is, this is what a lot of people don't realize. What was funny was, is a lot of the things that I think you ended up pivoting toward, you and I had been talking about yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Because I remember having a conversation with you when I looked at you and I said, Linz, I really want you to know this. I, I, I give you permission. I'm behind you. I back you. I'm going to champion you. To not just think outside of the box, but to break the box. Break it. I told, like, I deliberately told you, bro, we have yeah. to dismantle um, old methodologies, perhaps, yeah. because we have young generations that don't fit in the same methodology. Who God is doesn't change. Right. The way that they may hear about God right. will change. Right. And we can't be married to those things. And one of the things that I felt like you did, so you started that, and I felt like when we had to pivot, you already had your heart pivoted and it just, it needed, it needed that catalyst. Yeah. And then when you went headstrong into that pivot, one of the things that we, you and I were having conversation, I felt like what really came to the surface was, is you really, and I could be wrong, maybe I misread this, but I felt like what you wanted to make sure was at the top was relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, and I know we didn't talk about beforehand, so I'm kind of like going off the cuff on you on this one, but <laughs> talk to me a little bit about the power of the relationship in relation to what we do a lot of times, the power of the program. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I think it's clear to probably any of you guys watching that relationship is key. If I don't have a relationship with you, if I don't have what we call relational equity, then I could say something that's like gospel truth and you might not hear it at all, right? Mm. So I've learned in, in this time and in you know my two years in vocational ministry that relationship is, is absolutely everything. And so that's why there are some students in our ministry that, that know I love them and know I'm here for them if they need anything at all and I'll be that voice in their life. But sometimes I just point them to their small group leader because they have relational equity. Yeah. And so I would say... Um, if it's relationship versus the program, relationship always wins because yeah, without so it, the program, what's the program? It means like, nothing. No one's going to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the relationship's king, I would say. Yeah, that's so good. So I think one of the great things is, is we're not like, we're not checking boxes. You know, we can talk about, and you've heard us, you know, Lindsay and I just in, in our talk, you've heard us maybe say like, oh, this number or that number. But at the end of the day, we even, we even talk about this, about those numbers are good as part of the equation, but we really want to get down to the small numbers. Yeah. How many kids are making decisions to love Jesus? Yeah. How many kids are making a decision to move forward in their followership of, of Jesus? 
Um, what is, um, we're, and, and just by the way, do, do us a favor. If you have questions, I have a couple more questions for Lindsay, and then we're going to get to your questions. I think this is really important because, yeah. like, take advantage of the time with him. Lindsay has a front row seat to our young adults, our young high school, junior hires. He has a front row seat to their lives. He has a front row seat to what it is that they're dealing with and how they're responding to things, their world, how they're envisioning their future. So um, if you have questions for Lindsay, you can drop those questions right in the comments on whatever platform you're on. And the moderators that are in those uh, will actually text uh, those to me and I'll be able to ask those questions. So we already have some questions coming through that we'll get to in a second. You guys can keep those rolling. Um, so what are you like, you know, currently we're in this, we're in this weird time where I think we've appreciated the innovation, right? Yeah. We talk about scarcity brings innovation. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been a scarcity. And what I mean is we don't have buildings. We don't have blah, 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 blah. We can, we can bring people to. So we've had to be innovative. But I, th I love the innovation. Like, I think it's amazing. And you even alluded to the fact that there are definitely things that we've pivoted and made changes broadly, not just in our student ministries, but as a whole. Yeah, we're sitting in one. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting in one. And I don't know that this, this, I don't know that this medium is going to go away. Yeah. And I think that's good. So I think the innovation is good. But there is a future that we're thinking about. There is those dreams that we have that we're thinking, gosh, now those may look a little bit different. What what are you dreaming about right now? I mean, you think about your goals, ambitions, desires, and if you can, what are you thinking about in the future now based on the platforms we're on and what we're dealing with, how, how we're approaching, how we're meeting, how we're ministering, how we're reaching, how we're being relational? Yeah. What are you dreaming about in the future? Um, and then... And it, can you sh maybe talk a little bit about like the difference? Like, well, I'm dreaming about this in the future. Two months ago, it would have looked like this, but now it looks like this. Yeah, I would say um, I'll answer first what I'm dreaming about. Um, as far as the high school and junior high goes, we talked about this, today's Wednesday, we talked about this yesterday. Um, my goal is we currently we have 15 house church episodes out that's what we do on wednesday nights we got one going on right now shout out to the the youth going right now but um all of my house church episodes are titled with a question yeah and my basic goal is with that is to create this library of resources so give me real quick give me give me like when you say uh titled with a question give me an example of a question so we, tonight is, why am I depressed? We've done, why am I lonely? We've done, what is the Bible? We've done, who is Jesus? We, we ask these questions that we might think, oh, in the life of a believer, you probably know who Jesus is. Probably not. Yeah, th it, th like, this is what we're finding. You know, if, you, if you're a new believer or even a seasoned believer who doesn't have experience with the Bible, and that's not throwing shade, that's all of us at one point, we were yeah. all there. Um, we need to be told, we need to be instructed biblically like, this is who Jesus was. This is how we handle isolation, loneliness, depression, lust, insecurity in light of what Jesus did for us, in light of his teaching. Yeah, and so, so that's my goal, to create a library of resource. We got 15 episodes right now. I'd love to see it be over 100, where a student can literally type in anything onto our YouTube channel and be able to find it, even obscure things like, is tithing biblical? Is Maybe that's not obscure. Is uh, it, it, <laughs> No, but, but, I, but I think to your point, what it is, these are real... 
These are real questions. Yeah. So what you're dreaming about is having somewhere that people can go and ask real questions. That yeah. The truth is maybe because of the methodologies we've had in the past, someone would feel really uncomfortable walking sure. in and raising their hand and say, I have a question. Right. Because then people are going to be like, dude, are you an idiot? Like, you should know this. But there's a lot of people that don't actually know these things. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's an absolute goal of mine, library of resource. Same thing with, like, the Meditation Monday. We're doing different kind of, like, worship moments, and so we have those up there, too. But I would say the way that that's pivoted, like, from, the, well, the time we were in previously to this time now is just realizing, like, we talked about this yesterday, too, that I, over the first, like, year and a half of my tenure here, <laughs> I gave, like, y'all can drop a thumbs up if you believe this, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave, like, some pretty bomb messages that there is absolutely no record of, you yeah. know, like, they don't exist. Yeah. You said <laughs> it, it went out into the atmosphere. We think that, we think that these students here... Some small percentage of what we said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I think those are good messages, but I have no like they. Oh, I might, man, yeah. I might just be tooting my own horn. They might have been terrible, but they're not. There's no evidence of them, right? So now we record every single teaching. I send it out via text. I post it on social. I post it on YouTube. I email it to the parents. Everybody has it. There's proof that it happened. And so for that, there's this library of resource. I love it. And my goal now is when we gather again together in person is that we would, I have it in my notes, that we would gather in what I want to call expert level. Like we know what it is from this time. We've been able to kind of observe our students and our leaders. Like I've done some things that literally I posted and I thought it was the coolest thing ever and it was crickets. And then I've posted <laughs> other things where I'm like, this is stupid. Probably we'll delete later. And it blows up. Blows you up. Know? You have no, you're like, I have no idea. Yeah. And so we've been kind of observing that. And so I'm just kind of developing what I want to call expert level where I know at least have a better understanding of mm. what our students and our leaders, what the parents too, as our partners in ministry want to see for their kids and what the students want to see for themselves. And then do that in light of what yeah. Jesus taught. You know, we're not going off the cuff, but in light of what Jesus yeah. taught. Yeah, so good. I think, what what are what are um, <laughs> dude? These questions are starting to roll through. I love it. Some of them are cracking me. Let up. them go. Um, Throw a curveball. Let let <laughs> me. So th th this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually because the last couple questions you guys are going to want to stick around to the very end because what I'm going to have Linz do is I'm going to have him talk about how we can love and support students during this time? Yeah. I think that's a super important question that I have to ask him and that he needs to talk about. So uh, I'm going to ask that question, and I'm, gonna, I'm preemptively telling you guys that because you're going to want to stick around for that. How can we love and support, um, you know, the students? But also, um, I'm going to give him an opportunity to talk about how you might be able to love and support uh, the ministry. Because I think there's a resource there, meaning... We're supporting these kids, loving these kids, but there's also there's also a love yeah. and support that I think Lindsay needs and the team needs. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then I'm I'm gonna at the very end I'm gonna have you speak to and just tell us one thing as parents. I'm including myself in this. Yeah. Tell us one thing as parents um, that you would say to us to and just to encourage us that you know we can encourage our kids and we can be encouraged as parents. And yeah. what I love is is that, you know, your ability to speak of, like, I'm not trying to, 
tell you how to parent. <laughs> yeah. But you're just gonna you're just gonna share your heart, which I yeah, think yeah. is great. Absolutely. So you're gonna want to stick around for those for those ending questions. But I'm gonna jump to some of these questions. Let's see if we can let's see if we can get into some of these really quick. Um, what is something teens are experiencing or struggling with that you think adults may not realize right now? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't know what you adults realize about your kids and your teens. Um, I would say if you're old enough to have a kid that's in one of my ministries, you probably didn't grow up with technology and unrestricted access to the internet. And so know that that comes with a plethora of temptations that you probably don't even know exist. I, I'm still learning things that yeah. kids are struggling with that I'm like, you can do what on yeah. the internet? Like, so you, we have to be aware that if it exists, your kid is probably aware of it. Mm. And if not, he or she will become aware of it. And if we are not having proactive conversations about these things, educating ourselves as parents, then like the world's going to do it for you. Yeah. And you ain't going to like what the world's going to teach your kid. Yeah. So you got to be proactive. You got to know what, what, if you don't know what TikTok is, you better hop on it because it can be gnarly. Like yeah. Snapchat, Instagram, like stay off the explore page on Instagram. There are, th- I mean, we got to be aware. And these, and this awareness needs to lead us to proactive conversations is yeah. what I would say. I think too, so like, I'm just going to tag that as a parent and just say, um, kids of all spectrum, like, do not assume so like we bring up let's say technology and i so i think it's a massive struggle yeah you know where it's like i think it's a struggle for adults absolutely but then you take that same struggle and you put it in a youth or a young person who doesn't even have a fully formed frontal lobe of their brain and is pretty just driven emotionally and it opens up a world to them that's potentially going to be very dangerous this is what I would say to parents as a parent is do not assume that your child is exempt or is somehow immune from being impacted by the things that are happening online. Yeah. Um, your child may not be on that thing, but their friends may be. The, the impact is incredible. And so I just think that struggle is, it's a real struggle yeah. that they're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we just, as adults, we, we have to do the best we can. Yeah. Um, probably have to discipline ourselves before we can discipline our children. That's Ooh. a whole nother, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation now, isn't it? That's right. Um, let's see. Biggest screen. That's kind of the same question. Um, how... This one is how can how can how can us parents then help you and other leaders? That's kind of what you're going to talk about when we wrap up. But let's just jump into that right now. Um, how can we as parents? I'm going to include myself. Help you and these other leaders that are loving our kids and hanging out with them. Yeah, I mean, call it corny if you want, but I would say be in prayer. Like I, I thoroughly believe what the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man or woman is powerful and effective, that when we're praying for our leaders, like, I hope you guys are praying for Pat, seriously, like, praying for our leaders, praying for the people who are even volunteering in our ministries, 
There is so much power in just remembering those people in prayer. Um, and so that would be the first thing I would say. Let's be praying for one another. Let's be lifting each other up in prayer. And um, guys, I'm reading Proverbs right now again, and I'm reading all about wisdom, like mm. Solomon going off about it's more valuable than rubies. By it, you gain life. By it, you gain long and good life. God will return to you in actual wealth what you're looking for, like so many things about wisdom. And I'm reading, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be, be wise. Dude, I'm like above everything. <laughs> yeah. Give me wisdom. I want wisdom. If y'all read my journal, I swear, it's like the last 100 pages are like wisdom, 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 wisdom. Because I'm under no illusion, nor do I want to entice you to believe that I have all the answers. By no means. Like, I'm figuring it out too. So, pray. like, y'all can ask God for wisdom for me too. Like, I want to have the wisdom to be able to read the scripture, look at how Jesus lived, and then be able to apply that to myself, like you said, disciplining ourselves first, and then yeah. be able to inspire others, especially younger generations, to live the same way. And so as parents, y'all can be praying. Um, in a really, really, really baseline practical sense, y'all can follow us on Instagram. You can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can join our texting campaign. You can join uh, our emailing campaign. All of that's on our Instagram page. They're all linked. But that's not just so we can see more numbers on there. But in, uh, when we're looking at algorithms on these social media platforms, the more people who subscribe to your stuff, the more your stuff is pushed to the front and the that's wider right. reach it's going to have. Yeah. And so I couldn't, care, I couldn't tell you how many followers we have on Instagram. I don't really care. But the message is that the more people do, the more people are going to see the hope of Jesus that we're sharing. That's and right. maybe in that library of resource have a question that has been haunting them answered. Like in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about suicide. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. there such a needed, are such a needed topic. Yeah, there are tons of kids that 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 like aren't allowed to say that word at home, but have a question about it. Yeah, you know, there's so many questions surrounding it. So I'm rambling. Subscribe to our stuff. More people will see it. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I think I think that's right on. Yeah, I think that's that's super super right on. Um, what do you miss most about meeting in person? We've talked a lot That's about good. technology, and, and we love it. We obviously, we think it's great. But there is a component. You alluded to it. There's a component about, like, there's something amazing. We were laughing about it before we got on live. There's something that I just am enjoying right now, sitting here having a conversation with yeah. you. What are you missing most about meeting in person? That's good. Um, I would say, I mean, there's so there's so many things that, um, like you said, we've had to pivot towards, but I would say worship in person is really, really special. Um, mm. But guy, it, guys, it's just different. Like there's something that me and and my wife, Steph, get in the living room on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. That's so special between the two of us. Yeah. Like in, in our home, worshiping with with people we love and trust up on the stage, like that's so special. But then there's also something that happens when we worship collectively. And when Pat's up on the platform sharing a message and we get to like affirm him and be like, yes, Lord, the Spirit's moving on that point, you know? <laughs> you and better are, slap somebody. <laughs> That's, yeah. All of y'all been getting slapped. Like there are things that, you know, we're over getting slapped. There are things that like happen when we're in person that are difficult to replicate. But what I will say is, I believe what Paul said, that we're all different parts of the body. Pat might be an eye. I might be a hand, whatever. No one's above another because they're a different part. Yeah. But when we gather together, it's like the body assembling. Yeah. And so when a foot gets to hang out with a, with a hand, 
Imagine like if your feet and your hands had eyes, they would see the world completely differently. Oh my gosh, you know? yeah. And so we see the world differently. And so when we gather together, those differences don't like, um, they don't negate our faith. They like bring richness to it that there's differences in perspectives. Like there's single mothers out there watching this video that have a wildly different perspective than 100%. me. 100%. And, and I, I mean, I could name more, but so there's a richness when we gather together in worship, in teaching, in fellowship, and I'm excited to do it again when we can. What are you, it kind of in line um, with, you know, meeting, meeting in person, but have you thought through, and it's okay if you say, hey, you know what, um, I've begun to think through it. Have you begun to think through, I know that, I know that collectively we're starting to have this, like we're having these dialogues from an executive level. Um, we're, we're ready, like I think, I just want to say like, I think we're in our heart, we're, we're ready to go. Like, tell us when we can start meeting again. Yeah. What What are your plans when we start meeting again in person? Do you think that, you know, it'll just kind of stay like, okay, hey, Wednesday night's going to go back to looking the way they do? Have you thought through that? And it's totally fair if you're like, you know what, Pat? I haven't even completely thought through that because maybe I don't anticipate them looking 100% the same. So sure. ha have you, wh what's been that thought process? Yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to um, carry over the things that we've been doing um, on online yeah. into our person-to-person, face-to-face communications throughout the week. So we'll definitely still meet in person on Wednesday nights. I think that's the best way to do it. But do I anticipate giving like maybe a shorter message yeah. online on Wednesday night? Absolutely. Do I anticipate having a more robust like live presence on Wednesday nights? Absolutely. Meditation Monday with the worship. Transformation Tuesday with our family Bible study. Throwback yeah. Thursday where we're looking at the same teaching from Wednesday but in a different lens. Mm -hmm. Fool and Friday, where we're just, we're having fun. Yeah, like, yeah. We're just reminding each other that we don't have to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. And that God inhabits our fun when it glorifies him. I believe that. Yeah. And so, like, no, I'm not just going <laughs> to so throw good. all that, that out in the trash because it's yeah. over. Like, heck no. There are people that have been blessed by that on, on a, all of our social accounts that I absolutely intend to continue to minister to when this is over. And I yeah. think our leaders are excited about it too because I've been able to pass off so many things. Like for a minute there, I was running our worship gathering on, on Mondays and I did it for like two weeks and I'm like, I have two of the most like talented musicians in my leadership. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And so shout yeah. out Lexi and Andrew. So they run that now. So it's a cool way to give leadership to um, other leaders within the ministry as well. So definitely plan to continue doing it. Yeah. What somebody, <laughs> what was this? How do I guide my children in understanding of what is right from wrong without pushing them away? Wow. That's a deep question. Someone asked me that. How do I guide my children in the understanding of what is right from wrong without pushing them away? Well, here's the deal. It's good. I think you guide them and you allow them to experience the consequences of wrong and right. Yeah. I don't know how else to say that except to say that there's something very unique about saying, hey, you shouldn't put your hand in fire. This is why. And there's something very powerful about a burnt hand. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's real. Con you know, conversely, there's something powerful about saying, hey, when we have this wisdom, you're talking about wisdom, like the wisdom of Solomon. When we act with wisdom, this is the blessing of acting with wisdom. Absolutely. And then our children seeing the blessing, what they're seeing is they're seeing the promise of God actually transpire. 
that's equally as powerful. So I think, you know, guide them. Uh, it, this is a really tough statement to make as a parent. Guide them and trust that as you guide them in what the Lord has, has given you wisdom in, that God is actually not going to turn his back on those kids. And that those kids ultimately, just like me in my life, you probably in your life, man, yep. like we burnt our hands. We experienced the blessing. Yeah. And at some point we just, we realized, you know, it's way better to have less burns and more blessings. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to adhere to the blessing side of the street and not yeah. do now. We make mistakes still and things happen and sure. things get weird. Um, what is one thing that you would say, I'm going to wrap up with this. What is one thing that you would say to parents right now in the moment, kids live in life, everything that you see going on? Um, how, could you, how could you encourage us? One thing that you would say. Yeah, I would say um, I think we, we kind of already hit on it, um, and I'll just reiterate it. I think having proactive conversations with our kids is important. Mm. Um, and there is a, it, there's a hard balance too. Like you just mentioned, like that question we got, how do I do that without pushing them away or feel like I'm controlling them? I don't have a perfect answer for that. But I think having mm. these hard conversations, I thoroughly believe that if we're not having them, someone else is. Yeah. The world's going to educate your kids if you don't. And so I really believe that sometimes love for your kids looks like time and it looks like hard conversations. Mm. And if we can develop that like open rapport with our kids to be able to talk about these things, like even if, I mean, think about this, like if you burn your hand and you know that that, that burnt hand was going to disappoint your parents and you didn't feel free to talk about it, would you talk about it? Yeah. Probably not. So it's our job to create open spaces for this so that even when we fail, like like I think about Peter, when he failed, he ran to Jesus when he saw Jesus resurrected yeah. versus Judas. Judas failed and he fell headlong, you know, look yeah. that word up if you don't know. Yeah. He, like it didn't work out well. Yeah, what do we do well. when we fail? What do we do with our burnt hands? So we got to create open forum, open conversations, rapport with our kids and with our students so that when these things come up, and they will, yeah. they feel like they can talk to us about it, even if they got a burnt hand or even if they're reaching toward the flame. Yeah. Like we got to have open conversations and be praying for our kids. Do you think, um, do you think not having open, um, do you think not having, creating that open space for parents, what it does is it puts your kids to finding an open space to find those answers, a.k.a. Google? <laughs> Yeah, that's real. YouTube. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to, if you want to do an interesting experiment, Google top 100 things Googled in the month of April. Um, it's not pretty. Like, no. You know, if yeah, you're, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. If you think your kids don't have questions or you're adults, like you're yeah. wrong. Unequivocally, you're wrong. Like they, we all have questions. You know, I yeah. have questions. Pat, like we all have questions. So we have to first acknowledge that. Like we, we, we're gonna have questions. We're gonna have things we don't understand, and we have to be willing to have these conversations mm -hmm. and do so um, in a way that points us to Jesus, which I believe is like the heart of repentance, versus points us toward condemnation, which is the heart of the enemy. Yeah. Right? Condemnation, yeah. shame, guilt. We gotta point him back to Jesus, even in the face of failure. Man. I feel like you and I could probably sit here for like double the <laughs> yeah. time and just talk and have conversations and answer yeah. questions. And 
Um, here's the deal. We couldn't even get to, we couldn't even get to all the questions that were asked. I will tell you that, but, um, our time has come to an end and I just want to be able to give Lindsay an opportunity. Um, somebody, this is, this was a question I thought was great. Uh, can people support the ministry financially? If you're asking if there's a way that we can <laughs> use your money. <laughs> uh, well, see, what Lindsay was trying to say was, um, hey, listen, to be fair, yeah, if, if you want to support financially, um, man, we're 100% donation-based. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you've heard anything about what we've talked about and you, you're going, we need to, and I want you to know this, we believe here at the Movement Church, we have a calling to reach the next generation. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. no question. We talk about it. We explicitly say this is what we, are, we feel like we're supposed to be doing. Um, not that we're not reaching all people, but we have a heart to see these young people. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, if you, if you feel led to, you can always donate financially, and if you want, you can say, hey, listen, I'm donating financially. Um, I would love for this to go to our student ministries. And we always make sure that that money gets put in those places and yeah. it's, it's used properly. So, yeah, I mean, I can answer that real briefly. Like, on a really, really practical sense, like when we gather together again, our room, need, our, our student minister's room, it, it needs an update. Like, yeah. our computer, our projector, our seats, our couches, um, we're blessed. Like, there are people who, who don't have a room together. And so, don't yep. get me wrong, we're blessed, we're favored to have it that. It needs some love. It needs some love. It needs some love. So, um, I'm not a carpenter, I'm not an electrician, I'm not a whatever. But if you have a skill that you could donate to help us do this room, yeah. like, 100%, let's do it. Finance is always important. Like, you're not going to get a nice couch for students on uh, the side of the road, although I've gotten a couple. We won't elaborate on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just all that to say, I think it makes a big difference when the space that students are coming into feels warm, feels yeah. inviting, feels up to date. Um, and so that is a goal of mine moving forward when we gather again, that students would be proud to invite their friends, yeah. that they wouldn't feel like... It's kind of like... They uh, take ownership of it. Absolutely. And that, yeah. you know, I ask them to sweep or something, they're stoked because it's like taking care of something that they've invested in. So, yeah, yeah I would say absolutely you can, uh, we can talk about that. So good, yeah. So, hey, listen, if there's something that you would love to support student ministries in, you can always donate financially, but if there's something that you practically have, you can always text or call in 760 760- yeah. 500-4888, and we'll be sure to put you in contact with Lindsay. Um, hey, listen, real quickly, from our house here in San Marcos to your house, it has been a blast Absolutely. being with you. Everyone in the comments, give Lindsay an enormous round of applause. Give him a bunch of big amen shout-outs, and you better slap somebody <laughs> if, you, if you think that this was a good time tonight. Hey, we love you guys. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. We look forward to being with you shoulder to shoulder, face to face. Of course, of course, of course, join us Sunday at 8, 9.30, 11.15 live for each one of those services. Until we see each other again, we love you. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday, and we'll see you Sunday. Amen. Love y'all.